Hey guys, what's up and welcome to Young Titan World. You guys are doing good? <clears throat> okay, my voice is a little bit off, but make no mistake, this is still the Young Titan that has brought you all my episodes with unfailing noise in the background. I guess now I'm just being a little bit bougie. If you see me right now, it's not anything special, really. I <laughs> I had an interview before this, and I had to look my exceptional best in order to press. But uh, we're going to have to see how that goes. Um, but in the meantime, I'd like to bring you a commentary for the very recent but very palpable episode of, um, what do you call it, Demon Slayer. Now, Demon Slayer has been around for such a long time, and it's been very quite intense, I have to tell you that. The entire um, season that have been passed by us has been full of shit. I mean, not full of shit, but it's a lot to process. It's almost as if if you are a an anime fan, you're supposed to be like great at deduction. <laughs> because if you aren't, I don't know what you're watching those for. Because I mean, it takes everything inside your head to figure out what it is they're doing. You know, like some of them would just be using swords, but it turns out there's a whole meaning behind it. Every move and every gesture has a meaning. And it's just so, you know, crazy. But yeah, episode three starts off with um, Tanjiro successfully defeating the six-armed um, lookalike of his mentor. To be mentor, or, I don't know, the person who usually comes to him in his visions. I don't know how good this guy is, because he happens to be a demon. And at the same time, he also seems to be a swordsman. I don't know, maybe he was a swordsman before he became a demon. We don't know how that goes. But yes, after Tanjiro smashes off the head of said um, doll, uh, they find out that there's an old sword in it, and he's overpsyched and over crazy about it. So he decides to, I don't know, do the most, um, overjoice, have mental breakdown, process it in very, very uncomfortable ways. But um, yeah, we definitely see him a little bit overjoyed and overthinking at the same time in one scene which is a lot to process if you are an anime fan. But, yeah, it was not that bad. Um, then it goes a long way to also show us what the others are doing. Um, as I said before, the, this particular episode is showing us more than just Tanjiro being psyched about a very old sword, but it's also about the demons that actually came together to um, attack the Sword Village. It also made me wonder, like, how is it that they have not been able to spot this particular village after such a long time? But now we have them just not dropping by through a vase. It was not the most comfortable scene introducing those demons. Oh my god, they squeezed one man into that vase, and I'm still having PTSD about that shit, man. It's just too intense. But anyways, um, Tanjiro is having, you know, this sort of funny... To be honest with you, I do not know how they do that. You know, the thing where they take themselves so seriously and they show these villains that have so much power and they have such weird and bizarre characteristics. And then they show the heroes who are supposed to be like poised and serious for success and rather 
they are very whimsical, comic, and easygoing. I, the entire episode just had me wondering, okay, maybe they deserve to die. Maybe that is why Rengoku just ended his life so casually. Because, you know, they it's almost as if every single moment just comes up for them as a funny thing to do. Okay, it's rather the good guys. Once you, like, I don't know, focus on being super serious and taking over, rather than just watching everything happen and let the demons kill you, it's a great idea, isn't it? Yes, but yes, I, I kind of feel as if they are too funny, and it makes me scared that they're just gonna die. You know, when they also get into the battles, too, they lose a lot of stuff. I mean, Rengoku, like, his death was so sad, and when I saw the other guy, you know, the master of flames, I was wondering if he was gonna die, too, but no! They just had to cut off one of his arms. They couldn't kill one of his wives. They had to cut off one of his arms. But yes, I'm sure they're going to try and use that as a way to make him look more epic whilst he's fighting. Because apparently, the less arms you have, the more of a sword master you turn out to be. You can refer from previous movies and um, stories. You can definitely find the perfect swordsman who has less arms. That can give you that as an assurance. Ironically... The ones who would most be poised for, you know, dexterity, you know, because they have more arms, are rather the ones that are using their fists the most of the time. You know, like Goro and um, Forearms from Ben 10 and other bad references to animes. Technically, Ben 10 is not anime. I don't know who said it's anime, but whoever you are, I'm watching you. But yeah, so um, I think I went astray but yes this entire episode just had a lot of light-hearted content and um just tanjiro and his little sister looking for like 15 minutes and the new character the mist sword style user yes they, they were cute and it just didn't feel so right that after they had the cute scene where tanjiro was like making up his sister's hair they suck a nigga into a freaking vase, and it's all bloody, and oh my god, I remember it, and watching it again, just, and they just shoot him out with black ink or something. I don't want to do this anymore. Anyways, um, yes, so it's the nigga with eyes, I mean, mouths for eyes. Um, who is able to actually, who did this, and he's not alone, he's there with the super scared, but super powerful nigga who decides to confront, um, Tanjiro and his little sister, but before that, we have four cute scenes, and it just didn't feel right, um, I just felt like, why would you do this, why would you put wholesome scenes right next to the scene where everyone just gets mommy walked by the new guy, and by new guy, I mean the scaredy cat. The scaredy cat who is so strong that Tanjiro couldn't even smell him. You know, Tanjiro is, like, really good at figuring out when something's off. This guy was on the roof, and then he got close to the door, and Tanjiro couldn't sense him. And it just made me wonder, okay, okay, actually, I'm supposed to expect this, because, you know, the higher you go up the... um the latter demons, the less obvious their traits are. You know, like the one when they were fighting with the clingy guy and we thought that, oh, they chopped off her head. 
that's supposed to be the end. But no, another nigga popped out, and we we're supposed to, you know, watch that fight scene as well, and it was more cruel, and they decided to put a freaking sickle through the floor of Tanjiro's mouth. <laughs> Who does, who's in charge of the action scenes? Because I just want to have a chat with him. Does he sleep well at night? Because I don't, I don't really fancy him, man. Yeah, so yeah, so we get to the point where the demon decides to introduce himself. He's very scared, but he has to carry out his job. Uh, the Miss Sword Style user decides to make his epic move. And I don't know whether he was expecting to kill the demon. But he was swinging that as if that was just going to um, show off whatever the demon could do. It wasn't a way to kill it, but um, a way to expose it so that he can find a way to kill it. But um, yeah, even though this demon seems to be super scared, it doesn't seem like he is, you know, totally under the situation. It's more like it's just a character trait. But he's on god-level crazy mode, man. And, um, yeah, so Tanjiro decides to whip out the fire style. And it seems like he's getting really good at it, you know? Because the twirling flame thing, I've never seen him do that. At least train about it. But, nigga, when does the training ever get to show what he does? You know, it's like every single protagonist who trains, you never get to see the style until he gets into a big boss battle. And that's when, you know, the guns are flying and people are dying. Yeah, speaking of guns... I had no idea that the Nichiri also made guns, man. We got Glocks in this bitch. I mean, when I heard Demon Slayer, I did not hear Glock. Okay, the Glock is such a new thing. However, yes, with the Scaredy Cat, he also has the ability to have multiple forms of himself. Not just two, but multiple. When I say multiple, the more you cut him, the more characters he brings out. And when um, he gets his head chopped off, he gets, you know, characters that are not nervous, okay? They're just, like, super different and super crazy. There's one that's got the leaf, and all he did was just flick the leaf, like, a little bit, and then, boom! It was a laser cannon that blew everyone away. And, uh, yeah, they look angry, they look points, they look crazy, and uh, we got a lot of them coming out of his body, man. You chop off the head, more comes out. It just, it never ends. And there's a nigga that got the staff, that's got the lightning, that's got the too much, that's got the... <laughs> I'm saying too much, that's got the... That's just what I'm saying. But, yeah, the staff's a real problem because it's in charge of lightning and it can, you know, electrocute the hell out of everyone. And it shocks, like, Tanjiro for quite a while. And then we got the Glock-style user who pops in to say hello and kills everyone. I mean, he shoots the brains out, but um, that's not enough to stop them. Uh, the more they cut them, the more the characters come more crazy and the more characters we see there's one that can fly that gets his leg chopped off and Tanjiro is said flying down to the ground and he thinks he's done with him but he's not because the leg decides to also transform into another demon and it's just all one person and it's just too much to process I think I'm being overwhelmed by this demon particularly I mean the first one that was revealed to us you know the one that sucked the the one of the um the sword makers into a freaking vase he seems quite cynical, but I haven't seen his powers yet. Maybe it will be more delirious than the one that we're being shown. 
you know, and it just doesn't make sense what's happening right now. Yeah, but um, the missile user is blown very far away from where the fight scene is actually about to get interesting. And he's passed by this demon, and uh, it's facing off against a little kid that wants to keep up the tradition of keeping a doll that has six arms. Ideally, he decides that the kid is not important and he should just pass it by, but he does not do that. In fact, he just dives right in and kills the freaking gigantic fish with hands and legs, because that is what we deal with when we're watching anime. <laughs> if you do not see weird shit when you're watching anime, chances are you're watching a slice of life flick or something that is trying its possible best to make you laugh at Japanese jokes. And trust me, if you want to laugh at Japanese jokes, you're not gonna get it. You're just gonna, I don't know, you get the cue for where you have to laugh and you laugh, okay? And that's usually when things get silent and they say the obvious. That's just your cue to laugh, okay? Laugh so that they can go on. They they don't laugh, um, what do they call it? Um, they don't have a laugh track, okay? The laugh track is invisible. So the moment you feel the silence, like right now, yes, that's when you start laughing. And then I go on with the entire commentary. Yes, but that's all that happens in episode 3. Um, I hope to see more of the characters and their fighting styles, especially the girl with the flexible sword. I see a lot of it happening in the OSDs and the end credits, which, you know, it really makes me wonder how powerful she is and whether she uses fire as well. Because that sword looks damn. I mean, like, dude, I knew that one was like a swordless sword, but I didn't know that there was a sword that was like a ribbon that's like super sharp and still kills people. How does that even work? Does it even go into a sheet? I'd like to know more about it, but we're going to find out in the next episode. But I hope you guys like this. Like and subscribe for more, and I will get back to you very soon. I hope you guys have a great day. This is Young Titan giving you a commentary. Um, I just like to say a special thanks to everyone that was able to come onto my stream and support other streamers as well. I'd like to thank um, Chubby Cheeks, who is a new Twitch streamer that I've fallen in love with, and he's crazy, but he's also supportive as well. And I am so grateful for the community that has received me, and I hope I can live up to the hype and do more as well. You can go check me out, The Young Titan World, or if you want to go to my game streaming activities, you can visit Death by Snoo. That that's that's Death by Snoo. <laughs> I don't know why Chubby Cheeks calls me Death by Sun Sun, but I clearly did not touch. I did not type sun, sun. It's snoo, snoo. I mean, like, I don't know how to spell snoo, snoo. I think snoo, snoo would be S-N-U, S-N-U. You know, but I didn't spell it that way. I spelled it D-3-T-H, by, P-Y, and snoo, snoo. S-N-U, S-N-U. Or does he want me to spell it S-N-O-O, S-N-O-O? Snow, snow, or snow, snow. Okay, well, I can't do that anymore. Anyway... That's going to be everything for now. 23 minutes and 5 seconds. Wait, how many minutes did we do this? Did I actually give a commentary of the entire thing? Or did I just cut a corner so it sound really nice or really dumb? I don't know. Which one did I do? I, okay. Um, yes, that's going to be everything. Thank you guys so much for watching. And until next time, you guys take care. Yeah, tight now. Thanks for listening.